Today, we're going to explore something that many of us women have done and struggled with. I know I did it the moment I became a mom because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And that's putting a pause on your dreams. Today, we're going to discuss why women often feel the need to hit pause on their dreams, whether it's due to societal pressures or family obligations or just personal doubts. And I'll share my own story of it and what the aha moment was when I realized that it actually didn't benefit my kids or family to have my dreams on the shelf. We'll also offer practical tips and advice on how to press play again, reignite your passions, and prioritize your goals while still fulfilling your responsibilities as a mom. This episode is a must-listen to for you if you're looking to find balance and fulfillment in both your personal and professional lives. This is an episode that first aired on Kate House's podcast, Live by Design, and we had so much fun with this conversation that I knew I wanted to bring it directly to you. Kate and I have so much in common from being boy moms to running to all things business because we both love seeing women discover and connect more deeply with their purpose. She was on my podcast a while back talking about that very exact thing, so I will leave a link to that episode in the show notes as well. This is also a special week because Kate is hosting a free four-day conference for high-achieving women who want to ditch the overwhelm and finally make forward progress toward their goals. The goal for the summit is different than most. For four days, you're going to learn bite-sized habits and mindset shifts to help you take courageous action to achieve your goals in a totally doable, sustainable way, no matter how busy you are or how little time you have for yourself. From May 1st through the 4th, my podcasting bestie, Kate, is bringing you a purposefully curated private podcast feed from 20 plus personal growth and development experts who help high-achieving, goal-oriented women move from stressed and overwhelmed to focused and making progress toward achieving their goals. During the summit, you'll hear about everything from harnessing your personal superpower, aligning with your core values, releasing people-pleasing behaviors, stopping the mind swirl purposeful habit implementation, and so much more. You'll also get to hear from me as we talk through the three pillars to setting and crushing goals. And of course, they are very simple to implement because that's what I do. I keep all things simple. So I want you to for sure join us. The good part about this is you can take the conference anywhere you go. You can bring it into your workout in the kitchen while you're cooking. You can do it while you're cleaning, while you're driving kids to and from activities. Just pop in those earbuds and let's do this thing. You can register for the free summit at misskatehouse.com, which is M-S-K-A-T-H-O-U-S-E.com forward slash goals with soul summit dash Gabe. Again, that's M-S-K-A-T-E house.com forward slash goals with soul summit dash Gabe. For a little bit easier access, I'll leave a link in the show notes, but make sure that you don't miss out. All right. Are you ready to learn how to hit play on your dreams again as a productive mama with a full plate to carry? Let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Pursuing Goals God's Way. Have you thought about finally starting that business now that your kids are older? Do you ever stay awake wondering how to mesh your passions into purposeful work? Do you have big, ambitious goals but feel overwhelmed or even unqualified to pursue them? Hey, I'm Gabe. Not too long ago, I longed for the confidence to start an online business. I just wanted to make a difference outside my home bubble using my gifts. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't good enough. I didn't know enough and I didn't have enough time. 
until I realized something huge. My kids need me to be their example and they need to see me win. And yours do too. In this podcast, you will learn how to clarify your goals, plan with purpose, and ditch your distractions. If you're ready to make an impact and an income, all for the glory of God, then you're in the right place. As an avid runner, I believe life is one massive marathon. It's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. So lace up those running shoes, pop in your earbuds, and let's do this thing. Hi, Gabe. Thank you so much for joining me on the Live by Design podcast today. I am so excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kate. I'm excited to be here. Oh, so much fun. And so for anybody who is tuning in and they're not familiar with you and the work that you do, will you share with us who you are and what you're all about? Sure. Well, I'm an author and podcaster and coach, but I'm all about helping moms turn their passions into purpose by pursuing goals God's way. And um, I kind of got into it by being that person who wanted that as well. And I'm an avid runner. I homeschool two of my three boys and we are a very active family. We love hiking. We live kind of in the mountains. At least we view the mountains. So we love anything, hiking, outdoors, rock climbing, all that good stuff. But we also like to be inside and play board games and just chill. So it's really, really fun. I love our lifestyle. I love where we are. We moved from Minnesota to Colorado just a couple of years ago, left our family behind, which was really scary, but we just walk in the path that we're told to walk. So that's what we did. Oh, that's so cool. And what a cool transition for your family to really like listen to your needs and the the way that you're being guided to go and to take that step. So having now moved to Colorado, what are some of the like the joys that have come with that for you? Well, there's so many different facets about it. Like we really miss our family because we, my husband and my family are all like within 10 miles of each other. So we are the only ones not there. So that was the biggest thing. And they didn't like that we left. But now that we're here, one of the reasons we left, one, we we actually got engaged in Colorado. We love the mountains. It's kind of where we've wanted to go at some point. But uh, my oldest is an elite gymnast, and he needed to change up where he was training. So mm. we decided, well, we could move to another gym in Minnesota uh, that has a bigger boys program that would cater to his needs, or we could take the opportunity and go somewhere different. And so we decided to take the plunge. And we went to one of the top five gyms in the world, or not in the world, for in the nation for boys, gymnastics. And it's interesting. One of the things that I've loved about being here is just the change in atmosphere for them, like the change in attitude. Like he now comes out of the gym loving gymnastics again. And it's super cool. But he also just has that camaraderie. He trains with an Olympian. And just, I love that. That fires me up that I can cater to his dreams. But also just being able to, Kind of, I don't know, maybe some of your listeners are like this too, but because we lived so close to our family, we listened to our family and we, you know, it was always, I almost feel like my parents kept parenting me. Now it's like we had to go out on our own and figure things out on our own and stuff. And that was actually, that's actually been pretty cool too, just kind of becoming a tight knit family again. Oh, that's so beautiful. And how cool that the impetus for the move was helping your son really pursue the thing that he is really passionate about, the thing that he finds a lot of purpose in, and how cool that he was able to like reignite that love of it again. And so I'm curious, as the host of the Goal Driven Moms podcast, obviously, like motherhood and goals are very near and dear to your heart. And I find that oftentimes in this space, we lead and we we teach from a place of personal experience. And so I'm curious if you would share with us, what was it that inspired you to start this show and to really lean into your work in this way? 
Mm, such a good question. And I'll tell you a little story. Uh, I've always been driven. Like I, maybe it's the red hair. I don't know what it is, but I've always been a driven person. Like I want to finish what I start and I want to finish it yesterday. But, and I always had really big goals, but then I ended up getting married right after college, which I didn't plan. Uh, my husband and I were a long distance relationship for a short year before we got married. We knew each other for a long time. But then also a year later, found out we were pregnant with our first kid. And so I was like, whoa, my plans completely changed. <laughs> and I kind of say I put my dreams on the shelf for motherhood. Yes and no. I mean, I did for a while because I felt like I had to. I felt like motherhood was all about, um, I had to sacrifice for them and it had to be all about them. And granted in the little, when they're in diapers, it really does because they can't do anything themselves, right? <laughs> but yeah. I also kind of started learning, like I felt this urge, like I need to do something for me. I need to go after a goal or do something. Not that I wasn't doing, you know, I was working and pursuing my careers and different things like that. But there was just this desire developing that I didn't know what to do with. I go, okay, maybe I can have both. Maybe I can have my dreams and have my dream of being a good mom. And so I kind of took those dreams off the shelf and dusted them off and realized they were completely different than what they were before, which is totally okay. And in different seasons, they're going to be. But as an avid runner, I started running once I had kids to like, well, I, I started running in college, but I started racing after I had kids like to stay fit and things like that. And um, I realized I could start pursuing a goal in that. And so my biggest goal was I would love to, after I did my first marathon, I said, I wonder if I could qualify for Boston for the Boston marathon, which is a very elite race for runners. And I was about, I was almost an hour off the time of what I, I would have needed the first wow. marathon. So no way that is actually possible, right? how can I? And maybe this could be a way for me to incorporate those goals again, to, to have a piece of me back and to really develop the desires and the giftings God has given me. And so that was the first chance at working toward a real big goal. And what I learned in the process is that my kids, even though they were really little, they were watching me and what I did. And they were the first ones at that finish line cheering me on. And even though they sacrificed a little bit, for what I wanted for my dream, they won when I was at that finish line because I won. And it was really, really neat to see. And that's when kind of that passion for helping other moms realize that they can be both a good mom and pursue a passion of their own came into being. And that's how Goal Driven Moms was formed. Oh, that's so beautiful. It like makes me a little choked up to envision like your boys at the finish line and like how cool for them to get to see their mom doing something that's like hard and requires like months, if not years of dedicated effort. And like, what an incredible lesson for them to learn from you. And they always say like more is caught than taught. And I think that is a really cool way for them to like catch that desire to pursue their goals. So I'm I'm curious back when right before you like got your goals back off the shelf and you were like, okay, I feel this tug on my heart. Like my intuition is speaking. Like I have this desire. How did you feel in that season versus how did you feel when you crossed that finish line? Well, in that season, I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> I was, like, was kind of going, I know I need something. I know I need to do this. I don't know how I'm not sure I have the capacity for it. I'm not sure if I'm good enough. I'm not sure if I have the time to commit to it. I mean, I wanted to be there for everything that the boys needed as well. 
And so it was a lot of doubt and fear about stepping out of the comfort zone because nothing, nothing new, like no big goals happen in your comfort zone. And I knew that in order to go after it, I'd have to train hard and I'd have to put my body through uh, physical changes, like physical training that I just didn't know, am I capable of this? And am I ready? Mm -hmm. And can I add this into my life? So that's what fears and doubts and different thoughts that were going through my head at that time. When I crossed the finish line, one, <laughs> probably the thought of not ever doing this again, I, that happens every marathon <laughs> for any runners out there. I know you were, you run a little bit, right? So you understand. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I did one full marathon and I haven't done another one yet, but it's still on my bucket list because my first one was a little bit of a struggle, but I've done I think 13 halves now. And every time I finish mm. a training cycle, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll take a little break. And then I get home and like before my legs are even like feeling good again, I've like already signed up for another race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what happens. Like we forget. It's almost like going, I always equate it to having a baby because you think about you're like, I'm never doing this again. And then the next day you forget all about all the pain that happened. <laughs> and that's what a marathon's like. So I'm in my head, I'm going, I'm never doing this again. But as I saw the time, so I saw the time I needed a three hour and 35 minute marathon to qualify, but I knew I needed more than that, like less than that in order to actually make it into the race because mm -hmm. there's only a certain many spots. And so my goal was 330 and I had thought about it. I had written that goal down. I had a playlist that was three hours and 30 minutes long. So I knew that if it ran out, I ran out of time. Wow. <laughs> like that's how serious and dedicated I was to this, this time and this goal. And it was mainly because I wanted to see if I could do hard things again. And mm -hmm. so what the thoughts that were going on in my mind as I crossed the finish line, one, I saw the time and it was 3.30, I think it was like 06 or something. So it was like really on the dot, 3.30. I'm tearing up just thinking about how hard this was. And that I actually was able to do something like that, that I had the strength in order to do it. And just the thought of it's not really, it wasn't really about the race. Mm -hmm. It was about the growth yeah. and how I grew through it and what I could now see myself capable of doing because I was willing to do the hard thing and step out of the comfort zone. So that was really what was going, I, I was crying. Like there, I was a total hot mess. That's for sure. <laughs> it makes me choked up just hearing you talk about it because so often I think we think about goals and a race is actually like a perfect metaphor for this because we think about goals as being like, well, when I achieve such and such, like when I qualify for Boston or when I X, Y, or Z, then I'll feel happy or then I'll feel, you know, what fulfilled or whatever that case may be. But it's exactly what you just said. Instead, it's actually, it's like a celebration of the person you're becoming in the journey, right? Like the race itself is so exciting, so important, right? But think about all the days and all the weeks and all the months you had to show up and choose yourself and choose this goal for whatever amount of time in that day in order to get there. And how cool that you could become that strong, confident, skilled runner in order to achieve that. Like it's almost like the race is like the victory lap. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I like to call it the victory run. Like what is your victory run? And it's really what trial or what struggle or challenge are you going through? And what are you going to turn into your victory run? Or how are you going to turn it into it? And so yeah, I love it. I talk about racing all the time in analogies. because <laughs> I, I agree. I think it's so great for life lessons. Yes, it absolutely is. And so now I'm curious when it comes to these life lessons, right? We have a lot of women who listen to the show and moms, especially and I so identify with your desire to have something 
outside of motherhood, right? Something that's for you, something that like really nurtures your soul. And I, I like couldn't agree more. I have like, I don't have many fears in life, but a fear of mine would be to like lose myself in motherhood and not pursue the things. Like I have so many things that I want to work towards doing and they light me up with so much passion and enthusiasm and just like a zest for life. And parenting absolutely does that too. That's one of my passions, but there are other things outside of that, that I need to do just for myself. And so I'm curious what you would say to the person who's listening right now. And they're like, wow, like that's so inspiring. Like, I don't feel like I've really had the capacity to pursue my goals, but maybe they're at that point where you are, where they're like, I'm ready to reach up. I'm ready to grab that goal off the shelf. Maybe it's changed over time and that's okay. But like, they're ready to dust it off and just start again. What advice would you have for that person who's just getting started, who maybe is still inside that comfort zone and feels a little nervous or a little trepidatious about starting to step outside of it again? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. I'll start with a little encouragement and the why behind doing it. And then I'll share a little bit about how to implement it because it's really important to understand the why. And I was actually talking to a friend yesterday. We were at orientation for a homeschool community for one of my sons. And we were talking about what I do. And she said, you know, somebody older than me told me a similar thing, like that you're only with your kids way less years than you're not. Yeah. And that really hit me because I was like, yeah, we make a lot of times in motherhood, we make them our one and only and we sacrifice all for them, which is great. Like it's important for us to have them as our first ministry. But when all we do is cater to them. When we, a lot of times I had another mom who a long time ago had said, she was a mentor of mine. And she said, my kids once asked me, well, what do you do? Because mm. all she did was drive them around and did everything for them. And so our kids are watching us. And this is what the encouragement is. They, they will do what we do. They are little mimics of us. They are looking for us to be the example they're looking for us to teach them how to be adults where they're looking for us to teach them how, what it is like to let be a joyful adult, right. To have a joy in life and not just go in the mundane and the hamster wheel and all of the things like they're looking to us to teach them how to have a goal and how to finish it, how to do hard things. We can't expect them to do hard things. If we're not willing to do it, we can't expect them to step out of their comfort zone and meet someone new. If we're not willing to go meet someone new. And all of the things where we can't expect them to learn if we're not willing to learn, because really we need to be lifelong learners. And so that's my encouragement. Like they are watching you and they want to see you win just as much as you are having that desire in your heart. And mm -hmm. the other thing is, if you do have a, a stirring, there's a reason for it. Like God gave us these giftings. God gave us these desires because he wants to use us. And so if you're feeling that stirring, if you're feeling that desire, it's probably time to do something hard and to step out of that comfort zone. And the best way to do it is to take some time alone and really dive into it. What is this that's going on? And maybe even also evaluating, is this a selfly desire, a worldly-ish desire, or is this a desire that's going to make an impact on others? Or is this a desire that I need to do? There are some selfish desires that whatever. If you want to go to that for that, that's fine. But there are some desires that you're meant to do. <laughs> yes. So like my race, you could say that was more of a selfly desire maybe, but really what it did is it helped me to see that I can do bigger things. And so I needed that goal 
And so um, take some time alone and, and decide what is it that I could do in the capacity that I have in the season I'm in, because that's important. You need to evaluate where am I at in motherhood? If I'm in the middle of diapers and things like that, and I, I'm not sleeping, I'm not any, you know, all these things, they're depending on me. Maybe that's not the time to go after a huge burly goal, like qualifying for the Boston Marathon. <laughs> but it could be a time for you to have a goal of, you know, I think I'm going to work on personal development and I'm going to read a book a month and I'm going to do it while I'm feeding my littlest every morning. Like I did that. That was a goal I had because I had never read the Bible straight through <laughs> when I was until adulthood. And I had my third and he got up really early morning for feeding. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to start reading. Six months later, I finished. Holy moly. But that was a goal. And I was like, wow, I can be really proud of that because I did something for me, you know, yes. and it, it'll have an impact, right? Because now I my mind is better for it. I have more positive for it, you know, all the things. So think about what you could do. Make it, mm. it can be small at first. And I always say, I recommend that anyway. I mean, I like to go big or go home, but <laughs> that's just me. So, and then also write it down, mm. write it down and post it. And really that purpose of that isn't to manifest it as much as it is to just see it. Because the more you see it, the more you're going to think about it and the more you're going to actually take action behind it. Because without action, you're not going to hit the goal anyway. But if you don't see it, you're going to forget about it. Yeah. So yeah, those, and then also just one little thing a day, mm -hmm. like whatever it is. Like, so if your, your goal is to read a personal development book in a month, read, you know, five pages a day and you'll probably get there, you know, or break it up that way, but break it up to be a smaller stepping stone goal so that you can actually get to the finish line or have these small wins in between, because then you'll be less likely to quit. Yes. Oh, that's such beautiful advice. Like, I think sometimes we have this idea that we have to show up perfectly or not at all, or we have to go like all in. And I loved your reminder of evaluate the season that you're in, evaluate the time capacity that you have, evaluate how much sleep you're getting. <laughs> For us, like sleep is still a big thing. And uh, we're working on that. And so you, it, it's so true, right? Because if we evaluate or, or we jump into these big goals without evaluating that first, that's the fastest way to just feel disappointed, to feel like you failed, to feel like you aren't capable of doing hard things because maybe it just wasn't a realistic goal for the season that you're in right now. I think it's James Clear in Atomic Habits who talks about how you have this sweet spot of kind of getting into a flow state when you're working on something and he calls it of just manageable difficulty. And that's the cool thing about life is just manageable difficulty could be in a season when you have a nursing newborn and you're like, I'm going to read five pages of this book every day. And in a month, I'll have read a whole book, which is so exciting, right? And in that season, that could be what that time looks like for you. And then fast forward four or five years and, you know, your kids aren't quite as attached to you and you can, you know, qualify for the Boston Marathon, right? And every time I love your approach of setting those smaller goals, because every time you achieve that, I like to think of like your self-confidence muscle getting stronger. And every time you have that, like, oh yeah, I did that hard thing. It's like your comfort zone expands. And so that just manageable difficulty, it gets farther and farther out. And so if you take this approach of slow and steady, it's so sustainable. And it's really cool to think about maybe this month it's reading a book, maybe a year from now it's starting a podcast, maybe five years from now it's becoming an author, whatever that might be, right? But you're just taking that step 
each and every day. And Gabe, I'm just like so grateful for this conversation because I like clearly agree <laughs> with your approach. So I'm curious to know what goal are you working towards right now? Mm, that's a good question. I'm actually, this is kind of fun. I took a while off. So I ran the Boston Marathon my second time in 2021. That was my victory run, we'll call it. I overcame a broken ankle wow. and that ch changed my whole world. It was a crazy broken ankle. So after I did that, I was kind of feeling like, I'm not sure I want to run marathons anymore. So I'm going, oh no, what am I going to do? Not that I don't have other goals. Like I have I, my podcast goals, my business goals, all of those things. But I started to feel an urge of, I need to do something. I want something that's hard in my life again. I feel like I've been sitting in my comfort zone again and I want to do something hard. So I ended up having the goal. Now we live in Colorado with all the mountains. And I said, let's start hiking 14ers. And if you don't know what a 14er is, it's 14,000 feet elevation, which is craziness because you can't breathe. And so <laughs> I said, let's, I want to start doing that. I want to, I want to hit every 14er in Colorado at some point here. And so I decided I'm going to start with Pikes Peak, which is one of the hardest 14ers to do because it's a half marathon up the mountain, essentially. <laughs> so that was, I did that in July and ended up with altitude sickness, like dizziness, migraine, throwing up all the things. It was crazy. But, and I, it was the same experience though. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm about a mile and a half out, not thinking I'm going to make it, thinking I need to go back down the hill because I can't do it. I get up to, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. No more 14ers. <laughs> this is a bad goal. And I get to the top and I still feel that way because I'm, I'm not thinking clearly. I'm seeing stars. But as soon as we got down the mountain and the next day, I was like, I think we'll do another one. And so <laughs> I'm, I have, by the time this comes out, I'll probably have done Quandary Peak because that's coming up in just a short time as well. But it's become a new goal of mine to do hard things. And now I'm like, okay, I got altitude sickness. Now I got to work through that. <laughs> and I got to, <laughs> I got to get better. So um, it's just about becoming better. Right. And yeah. we've never arrived, but we can always do hard things and it's a proving ground for us. And just even in for our kids so they can mm -hmm. see and and also just to to see where what we need to do and it'll help us to say yes when it's something hard that we don't want to do yes oh i love that and I, I so appreciate your idea of doing hard things it makes me smile because i've had a personal mantra oh man when did i run my first half in 2011 and so soon after that, I met a friend at my yoga studio in Illinois, and she and I were talking, we both love to run, and we kind of came up with this mantra of, I get to do this, I can do hard things. And for me, the I get to is like the gratitude piece. It's like, wow, like, I get to do this. Like, how cool is that? Like, how grateful am I am for the, like, to have the ability to do hard things. And then I can do hard things, like just affirming it to yourself, like, you got this, you can do this. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, mid run or while you're pursuing a goal, you're like, I don't know if I can do this right when you're a mile and a half from the of Pike's Peak. And you're like, am I gonna make it? And you're like, no, I get to do this. I can do hard things. <laughs> so as we start to wrap up our conversation, I'm just curious, well, one, if there's anything that you tell yourself, and two, any just final words of of appreciation or encouragement or whatever it might be for that person that's just about to start doing hard things. Mm, I love it. Yeah. I tell myself things like that all the time. Like <laughs> I can do this. And, and a lot of times I'll add it because I really don't feel like I am good enough or worthy enough, but I always add like in Christ, because I feel like in Christ, I am these things. Right. And so I have the strength because he will make me stronger. And so I tell myself those types of things, same thing with like racing. 
I say you have to go up to go down because I love the downhill. So I hate the uphill, <laughs> but I always say, okay, I got to do this to go down. But the encouragement I would love to leave too is one of the things I like to say is just run your race. And when I say your race, it's because you, you can't look to the left and look to the right. You can't look at what everyone else is doing. You kind of need to have blinders on to say, this is what I'm called to, and this is what I need to do. And I'm doing it the way I'm supposed to. I'm staying on my path, no matter what others say, no matter what others do, and being content with that and being content with that. This is the season I'm in. This is the goal that I have. This is where I'm feeling led and just running your race individually. And that's what I love about running too, is it's an individual sport, but it's such a community. And yeah. so um, that's my encouragement for you today is that you will do that. Like you will find a little hard thing to do and that you'll just stay the course and you'll run your race. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, Gabe, I feel like that was our mic drop moment. <laughs> that was such beautiful insight today. I'm just so grateful to you for coming and just sharing from your wealth of insight and knowledge. And I think one of your gifts is being just an incredible encourager and really inspiring people to go after it and try to do hard things. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or share it with a friend as this helps grow the podcast. Also, if you're not a part of Simplicity and Motherhood, consider joining us. It's a free online community built to provide support and encouragement so you can create balance and live intentionally as you go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.